Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Everything But Perfect podcast. I'm your host, Jerrica Hirsch. Wow, you guys, it has been a minute, if I do say so myself. Like, hello, I'm alive. We're good. Um, if you're noticing something weird, it's because there wasn't a co-host chiming in right away at the beginning. And I know it's a big change, you guys, but Tara um, is entering just like a very busy season of life right now. She is actually enrolled in classes to become an EMT. And so, of course, like a round of applause. We are so proud of her. Um, Tara is making some very big um, life decisions right now. She's in just such a busy season. And um, she decided that it was best to just kind of take a step back from the podcast for a little bit. That doesn't mean um, forever, but it also doesn't not mean forever. We don't really know where that's going right now, but we are entering into a new era. It took some much needed time to recoup, to pray, um, and to really just um, lean on God right now. And I, you know, God gave me this incredible idea and I'm so excited. And I'm so sorry if you guys are OGs, like you're probably like, Jera, okay, this is enough change. Like we are so over with the change, but you guys, I think you're going to love this um, idea. So I will explain more at the end of today's episode, but during today's episode, you'll kind of hear a little bit about what it is, but at the end of it, I will kind of tie everything in together. Now, if you are watching the YouTube video, this is a different introduction and outro than what was on the um, YouTube video, sorry, because I recorded that when I had the guest on um, and I just decided, I was like, I don't really love like how I kind of described everything. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make a different intro and outro um, special for just my people who are listening and not watching. So feel special. You guys are getting a little bit of a different edition, um, but pretty much the same premise. But I just wanted to let you know in case you were watching the YouTube video and then like listening to this, it's a little bit different. So you're not going crazy, I promise. But um, with that being said, keep Tara in your thoughts and in your prayers right now as she's going through the this rigorous course and she's going to be saving lives and really on the front line. Um, EMTs are so important, you guys. And so just pray blessings over her and um, safety over her protection and just the ability to heal others and um, to just continue pursuing like the plan that God has for her life because we're so excited for her. It is sad, but we are so, so, so excited for her in this new journey in life. Um, so with that being said, today's episode, we have a very special guest on. We have Meg Lloyd, Megan Lloyd. Um, I met her when I first moved to Arizona. You guys will hear about that in today's episode. But she is just an incredible human being. She, um, you guys, I don't want to spoil it. You'll hear all about her. So I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to get into today's episode. And I just pray over this episode today, I just pray that you guys can take something away, um, that it really speaks to you and just blesses um, your Wednesday or whatever day of the week you're listening to this on. Um, and just that it inspires you guys. And I will talk to you guys after the little chat that we have, the little Bible study that we have with Meg and kind of further describe what's going on um, for the future of everything but perfect podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to hear. So definitely stay tuned um, for the end of the episode. So welcome, Meg. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited to have you um, if you just want to introduce yourself further. 
Yeah, I'm Meg. I am from Holland, Michigan. Um, I graduated from Michigan State in 2020 with a degree in kinesiology and then Spanish and health promotion. And then I graduated from Grand Valley State University, um, geez, uh, December of 2022, I think, um, with my master's in occupational therapy. So right now I'm still studying for my boards because last year I had residency the whole time, um, just like pretty much a full-time internship. So yeah, I'm kind of in a big waiting season. I haven't been able to pass my boards yet, but I've just like seen so much of God's faithfulness through planting me back home for a season um, when I really would not have been willing to do that myself. So yeah, it's definitely been a big waiting season, but I'm still just like so expecting a fact to move in it. Amazing. Yeah, I kind of um, spoke on how I knew you a little bit in the intro, um, but I didn't really get into detail on it. And I feel like it's just such a cool like God thing, um, how we met and it's kind of like what led you to being on this podcast today. So when I first moved to Arizona, I had seen a TikTok and it was your TikTok, actually. It was the one that you made. I think you were crying after going through a drive-thru. Do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I know you've had a couple of TikToks go, like, pretty viral. Um, and I think that was one of them. And I saw this TikTok come across my For You page of Meg, and she was crying in her car. Um, and what were you talking about again? It was, like, that you had just moved here to Arizona. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was kind of crazy. Like I hadn't met anyone for like three weeks. That was my age. And I was like in this drive through, just like praying. I was like, God, like you've asked, I feel like you've asked me to start this Bible study here. And I haven't even met anyone my age, let alone like become friends with anyone my age here. And then as soon as I pulled up to the drive through, the girl was like, Oh my gosh, like what's your skincare routine? Like I like, just like started talking with me in like such a natural way. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I was literally just praying about community and how I didn't feel like God saw me and like how he didn't maybe want that for me. And then literally he was like, Megan, like I have a girl planned in five seconds that you're going to meet. And then obviously I made a TikTok about it and then you found it and a lot of other girls found it and were able to come to the Bible study that I started. So yeah, just once again, like such a crazy testimony of like how God is just so faithful in the things that we feel like he may have forgotten us in. Like, honestly, in the moments where we're waiting for something, like it's so obvious that God's still working in those, even if we can't see it yet. I know it's incredible. And it's just such a God thing that I even came across that TikTok because I don't think it was like mega viral by the time I had seen it. Um, but I remember seeing it and being like, oh, I'm going to reach out to her because we look about the same age. Like she looks very nice. Yeah. Um, and I had just moved here. Like a couple I think it was the first week that I was here and so I went to your like I just looked up your Instagram and I saw like the potter's house linked and I went to that page and I was like whoa like she has a bible study in Arizona and I remember like really wanting to get into a bible study like right when I moved here because I was like that's gonna be a great way to meet people um, and obviously like, I really need to rely on Jesus right now through this move. Um, cause it was just like a hard season in life, like leaving everyone, obviously yeah. that, you know, um, you know exactly how that is. You've moved a lot. So, um, just crazy that like before that TikTok, you had just been praying to like that God would provide friendships and things like that. 
Um, and then, you know, through that, he did. He provided yeah. a lot of crazy things for you in Arizona. And so I ended up DMing you. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, DM'd, <laughs> I DM'd Meg and I was like, well, you had, I mean, there's a lot of followers and I was like, I don't even know if she'll see it because we weren't following each other. Um, but I just asked like, are you doing a Bible study and where and when is it? What time is it? And you got back to me and I was able to go that following week. And that really just changed the trajectory of my life here in Arizona because it brought me so many friends and just such a good community. So I'm so thankful for that. And I just love how God worked through that. He provided like tenfold. So um, with that being said, I would love to jump into a time where you explain what the Potter's House is, kind of how you started that, what it looks like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's truly such a reminder every time I'm able to talk to someone who shares like their testimony of like what um, like God's faithfulness through this has done in their life. Like it's just such a good um, a reminder that your obedience is always so much more for other people than it even is for yourself. And so basically the Potter's house, um, in 2020, when I, I, I've always been a Christian, but in 2020, I started really reading the Bible for the first time during COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is life changing. Like all these things that I had been living by, um, I just realized weren't true. Like they weren't biblical. And for the first time I was really seeing what God had to offer me and like what he said for me. Um, and just who his character is and who he is. Um, so through that, I was kind of like, all right, God, like I'm on fire for you now. Like I understand who you are and like what you mean for my life, like use me, like, how do you want to use me? And I felt God really highlight, um, in Jeremiah, the verses about the potter's house and, how God invites us into the potter's house where we're able to take, or he's able to take this like clay or this pot that's broken and just turn it into this beautiful masterpiece. And that there's a beauty in that process, not even just in like the finished work that God creates, but in the entire process and the patience that comes with it. And I just had this dream. I was like, God, like, what would it look like to have a community of women who are surrounding each other and championing with one another um, as they're truly walking through that process where it's not like um, we're expected to have these full circle testimonies and that's the only thing that can be glorified, but truly like to glorify God through every single step of the process. Um, and I just felt like after so much of what I went through in college and through 2020 during COVID, um, whether it was like heartbreak or um, an eating disorder or just like substance abuse or substance use, um, or even like my experience with guys, I was like, Oh my gosh, so many people are going through this and no one's talking about it. Like no one's willing to talk about the things that are actually happening in the world. And like how God's word still applies to that because it's a living word. Like it's not just for a century before or a century to come, like it's yeah. living and breathing word. Absolutely. Um, so I really felt God call me to start a writing account. And I was like, okay, like I'll write behind this like Instagram account, like I won't have to show my face, like very like hidden and felt like safe in the fact that I wouldn't have to ever do anything outside of just posting. Um, and even so I was like, it's not even on my real account. Like, I don't know, just almost one of those ways where I was like saying yes to God, but also out of fear, like withholding and like hindering myself from like going all in. And so I feel like God took me a step further and was like, okay, Meg, like, I want you to start a Bible study. 
And I was like, okay, God, like I have been praying for community. Like you're so right. Like I need to contend for it. So I started a Bible study in Holland, Michigan, where I'm from. And it would, it would kind of like have some girls and then some weeks there would be like none or some weeks there'd be just one. And then when I hit the fall, cause that was like during the summer of 2021, um, when it hit the fall, like no girls would really come. Like I would say like the most girls that ever came were like two and me. So like three people total. Um, but I really felt God just like continuing to be like, nope, like I want you to do this. Like, even if it's one girl, even if it's just you, like I can still move through that. And I was like, all right, God, like I'll continue to show up, like continue to show up with you. And like, I just learned time and time again, that even with your most hesitant or your most doubtful, yes, like God still takes it as a yes. And he'll still take you further than you ever imagined. Um, so I continued to do Bible studies. And then in the fall of 2022, um, I felt God really bringing me to a place where I thought, um, or not, I thought, I guess, but he had really brought me to a place where I felt like he was asking me to start a retreat and like, just lead one retreat and see how it went. So I was like, okay, God, like I'll do it. And literally Jerica, when I first, um, put out the retreat, like I had posted on my story, I was like, okay, like you can sign up. I like had this panic attack and was at, we were at a restaurant with my family and I was like panicking. I was like, no one's going to sign up. I'm literally going to try and host a retreat and no one's going to sign up. Like, yeah, it's, I was just like panicking. And so my brother was so sweet. He was sitting next to me and he's like, Meg, like, even if one girl signs up, like that is enough for like God to move in. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like if it's just you and one girl for a weekend, like who cares? Like, that's incredible. Like that's what God intended it to be. Um, which was like so kind of him and just like so affirming and like God's intentions versus like my idea of successful and like God's ideas of successful. Um, but there ended up being 10 girls that came, which is like actually all the spots I had for it. And it was just so beautiful. And I really felt like God was just giving me, um, almost like a foreshadowing to what I was going to do, um, in 2023, like in the Bible study that you were a part of. And then the Bible study in Colorado, where he was inviting me, um, into this dream that I could only be a part of for so long before I had to leave it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just saw a community flourish in that retreat so much. Like my biggest prayer was that, um, there'd be like no small talk that like right off the bat, girls would feel like they were connecting with one another, um, on such a deep level and that friendships would just blossom that were so apart from me because I knew I was leaving within two months to move to Colorado. Um, so it's like, if these friendships are anchored in the fact that like everyone knows me, like it's never going to work because one I'm moving into like, right. That's just, I knew that was not God's intention for it. Like, and God's heart is so much bigger than just me. Like he wants friendships for everyone. Um, so that was really sweet. And then when I moved to Colorado, um, I really felt God put it on my heart to start another Bible study. And I was like, God, like, why do you keep wanting me to do this? Like, I have not been successful in it. Like I started a Bible study at home where I should have had like tons of girls I could have reached because I know everyone from home and like it was never consistent like there would only be one or two girls that would come like sometimes it was just me like I don't even know anyone in Colorado like how do you expect me to do this and a friend of mine sent me a bible study in the mail um from Alabaster Co which is an incredible company like they just do amazing work um and I was like okay like that's my sign like I need to do this and it was just so beautiful because I felt like as soon as I got to Colorado, like God just placed so intentionally 
different girls in my life, whether it's through like a church group that I went to or literally girls I met in a coffee shop or a girl mm-hmm. that messaged me on Instagram randomly and was like, hey, I saw you moving to Colorado. Do you know of any Bible studies? Um, or even girls that I would meet at like Trader Joe's. Like I just truly felt this huge release from God to be like, invite my children and my daughters like to join you at the table. So I just started handing out my number. I was like, if I hit it off with girls at anthropology or Trader Joe's or church, <laughs> I would just give them my phone number and be like, Hey, I have a Bible study that meets on Tuesday mornings. Like if you want to come, that's incredible. Like if not totally okay, like I will not be offended. Yep. Um, and I just like, I truly felt like for the first time I was walking in like full abandonment um, to the world for the sake of like heaven. And for the fact that I had realized like I already have the greatest reward. Like I have this beautiful love from Jesus that like I'm invited to extend to others. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just crazy cool. And then even so when I was moving from Colorado to Arizona, I was like, dang God, you want me to do this again? Seriously? Like, I don't know how to keep doing this. Like I'm tired. Like, I'm starting a new job again. I only was in Colorado for three months and now I'm moving to Arizona for three. Like, and then obviously I didn't meet anyone for those three weeks. I'm like, God, my Bible study is supposed to start this Wednesday. Yeah. I, I was just going to have, no one's showing up. No one's showing up. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, God, I, I don't know. It was, it was a really like, it was truly one of those times where like, there are moments where God calls you to sleep in the boat and there are moments where God calls you to step out of the boat and walk on water. And it was such a weird balance between like knowing when God was asking me to walk on water and knowing when he was asking me to sleep in the boat, because it was like, okay, he's asking me to go out on a limb and like start this Bible study again in a place where I don't know anyone, but like, I know he's been faithful in the past. So like I have to choose to just rest in that. So it's been a wild turn of events. Like, God has just been so faithful. Like he has truly pruned me of so much of like my own, um, honestly, like self-sufficiency where I'm like, oh, like I can do this. I can lead. Like it really has nothing to do with whether or not you can lead. It has to do with whether or not like you're saying yes to the things God wants you to do. Yeah. Like, because truly like if you're willing to say yes and create the space, like God will fill that space. I don't have to do anything to intercede on that behalf. So it's, it's been wild, but I'm so thankful it brought me people like you and like so many good friendships. Like, gosh, like God has just been so kind through it all. I know. And it is just such a testament to his provision because even now, like you haven't been here for months and the Bible study is still going strong that you planted here. You know, it's it's still happening every Wednesday, I believe it is. And yeah, all of I the think girls it's Mondays now. Like all the girls are still showing up and like those friendships are just lasting and you know, people are just creating such good connections with each other and it's just such a strong community and that's because you said yes and you trusted in God's provision and his timing and you followed his will for your life instead of your own and because of that look at all these beautiful things that have happened you know yeah it's it's wild like I so before I even moved last year, um, when I was going through Exodus, I, I believe it's Exodus, um, I was so convicted by when Moses sins against God, like in bringing mm-hmm. the Israelites to um, the promised land, 
God says to him, like, because you sinned, like, I won't allow you to enter the promised land with my people. But because I'm a faithful God, like, I'll allow them to still enter it. You just won't be able to be a part of it. And I remember being rocked by those verses because I was like, dang, like, would it be enough if God told me that the only way my dreams would come to fruition if it was if I wasn't a part of them? And I feel like God allowed me to like really sit in that conviction with those verses. Cause truly I was not, I was like, no God, like my dreams are my dreams. Like if I'm not a part of it, like what's the point? Um, but I really feel like it was such a big surrender and like just something I had to wrestle with because I really was a foreshadowing to what was going to happen um, with these Bible studies where by the time like they were really coming together and like becoming like actual communities of like raw and real friendships, like I had to leave which is so cool though, because it really gives someone else the opportunity to step up. Like you look at Moses in the Bible and had he not been able to enter the promised land or had he been able to enter the promised land, like there never would have been someone who had to step up in his place. Yeah. Um, and I'm literally blanking on who had to step up. I cannot remember. Uh, oh, Joshua. Yes, Joshua. And he literally is the one who like led the Israelites to march around Jericho, which is like yeah. such an iconic story. So he, like, I mean, it wasn't just Jericho. They took down many, many cities, many kings. Yeah. And it was because they had God going before them. Literally. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. You just, when you look at it from that aspect, you're like, dang, like maybe Joshua's story wouldn't have had been able to evolve had Moses not been held back by his own sin. Right. It's like, oh, that is so good. Like just so faithful mm-hmm. in everything that happens. But honestly, like. Moses too I think his his story and what God had in store for him was not to go live in this promised land it was to free the Israelites from slavery in Egypt bring them through the wilderness be that like strong pillar for them and then to lead them right to the edge of it and then to like you know he gave them their final warnings because they had been doing some things that (laughs) were not going to fly anymore. (laughs) And then like he got to go up to heaven and be with God, you know? And then later on in the new Testament, um, in a lot of the gospels, but in Matthew specifically or Mark, sorry. Um, he talks about the, the change of Jesus when that happens on the mountain and Mm -hmm. it's with, I believe it's only a couple of the disciples see it. I want to say it's for sure Peter um, and maybe like John and James. And they're at the top of the mountain with Jesus and um, Moses is standing there. Moses and do you remember the story? Who was it? Moses and Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. Mm-hmm. We're standing on the mountain and like the disciples are just like, what's going on? Because these guys have been dead for forever like what are they doing here um and then you know jesus is talking with them and then jesus turns and he changes into like these sparkly white new clothing you know and he's just glowing and like a loud voice comes and it's god's voice and he's saying like this is my son listen to him and then moses and um isaiah are gone And so that's really like that point in the New Testament where Jesus was getting ready to die for us and he was stepping into that purpose of his life. And 
that's like another testament too. Like we can just go on and on with how, um, you know, sometimes like when it's the end of your story, that, that means that it's the beginning of other people's like, because yes, like when Jesus was crucified, that was the end of his earthly story. And he went to heaven to be with the father and sit at the right hand of the father. And because of that, like, look at all, all that happened in acts and what all of the disciples were able to do with the Holy spirit, you know, which wouldn't have been possible had Jesus not been crucified for us. So I love that you say that how, you know, like keeping it in check, like, would this still be possible if, you know, if I was still holding on to something or if I was, you know, not surrendering to God's will, like all of these things would not be happening. Yeah. It's so good. And like, I feel like there's such an emphasis on that too, with like the coming generations and like being willing to like be the shoulders that the younger generations are standing upon and like Mm -hmm. trusting that like God is going to, um, just like you were saying with like, with Jesus and like the prophets that led before that ended up leading to obviously the birth of Jesus and then the disciples carrying on that baton after Jesus passed and like the Holy Spirit was within them. It's like, I don't know. There's just such an importance on being willing to um, lift one another up and like know Mm -hmm. that it's such a greater story than us. Like we're all a part of the body and we can't function if we're only relying on our strength. Like the toe is meaningless if it's just the toe, not on the body. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, Okay. Should we get into a little bit about like what we're here to talk about today? Yes. Um, I could truly just like talk to you for hours but I know people are like okay <laughs> um You're okay so good um so today I talked about this a little bit in the beginning as well but the podcast is taking a change pretty much um and you know we did just change like lot two months ago so they're probably like why do we keep changing but um truly I feel like this is just something that Jesus has really been calling this podcast to for a while and um, in the spirit of, you know, relinquishing control, listening to God's plan um, that has led us here today. And everything that you guys just heard about Meg, um, about how she plants Bible studies and just listens to what Jesus wants for her life and grows such strong community with other women she's just the perfect guest to have on today because we are transitioning into this new form of Bible study. And um, I just truly couldn't imagine anybody else being here to talk about the importance of community and the importance of the word of God. So I guess we can start by talking about just the importance of community um, because obviously like this is a podcast interactive Bible study and you, like we just learned, plant in-person Bible studies. So we can just dive into talking about why community is so important, why people should, um, you know, if if not be a part of this podcast, like I said, it's interactive and you guys will yeah. hear more about that later. Um, if it's not, you know, being a part of this, then it's, you know, going, finding a church and finding that small group um, to surround yourself with community. So I guess we can dive into why that's so important. Yeah, I, well, first off, I just want to tell anyone who's listening, um, it's just so evident that Jerica's heart for this podcast is so anchored um, and just like listening and being yielded to the Holy Spirit because you can just tell when something's set apart and her heart for how this is going to change is just 
like so pure. Like, I don't know. I'm so excited for what God's going to do through this podcast and the changes they're making. I just think it's so beautiful, but I don't know. Community has been something that I feel like has been on the forefront of my heart for honestly a handful of years because I, when I started first, like reading the Bible for the first time and kind of coming to understand what God was actually saying to me, um, and asking me to live out, I realized how much I had lacked community and how much that had, um, honestly like fueled a lot of the things that I was misinterpreting from the Bible and um honestly things that I was just believing because I was like well like that seems like something God would be for like that's what my God would do it was like I was almost informing um and like creating a God that resembled myself Mm -hmm. and I didn't have people around me to be like hey like that's not right like that's not biblical um so I feel like that's a huge aspect of community is just to have people that not only are going to like uplift you and champion with you and everything you're walking through and also carry you in that. Um, but it's also people that are willing to say the truth, um, in a loving manner and of one with grace. And that points straight to the Bible where it's like, Hey, this might be hard for you to understand, but like, here's three verses that might bring you more understanding and comfort in this season. Um, I honestly reflect so much on like Job's friends, even where it's like, you see someone who's going through so much turmoil and so much trial and it's like your friends and your community can either break or make that season for you. And like, thankfully with Job, like God continued to bring him strength and continued to bring him discernment that these friends were not being truthful in his life. But, um, it really does inform, um, so much of like the season that you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, honestly, like, a year ago, I, so I was raised in the Catholic church and I also like when I stopped going to Catholic mass and I started going to more of like an evangelical church, um, mm-hmm. I went to a church that wasn't really built on community. It was kind of like you showed up to church, you, you know, listen to the message, you stand pretty rigid, like during, um, what's it called? (laughs) Hello. Uh, worship time. And you're just kind of like there, you know, and you leave and that's that. Oh, sorry. You there? (laughs) My headphone fell out of my ear. Oh no. Um, yeah, but like, it wasn't a very community driven church and I thought that was like, fine. I, you know, I was like, I really, 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 truly thought that a relationship with Jesus was like one-on-one, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't important to have other people in your walk because all that mattered was like how you, how your relationship was with God. And that just isn't true. It's just not true. Um, because I noticed since moving to Arizona and attending a church that is truly so community driven, um, at first I thought it was a little crazy because I was like, wait, why yeah. are all these people talking to me? Like, what do you want totally. from me? Um, but now it's like, I have just, it's exponential growth in my relationship, my personal relationship with the Lord. Even you wouldn't think that like having community would correlate to your personal relationship, but it truly does because you it's have so those nice. people when time gets tough and when you're struggling to believe that can support you and give you like verses to really think about, pray for you, things like that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so they are in direct correlation with each other, like your own personal relationship with God, as well as like having that community to back it up. So it's just crazy the growth that happens when you do have a strong community behind you um, to support you through your walk and um, just crazy like how much I feel like I've grown in my relationship with Jesus since moving to Arizona and attending a church where there is so much community and it's community driven. Um, So it is very important. (laughs) I do just want to make that very clear. Yeah, Yeah. it's, I don't know. I was talking to one of my friends this past weekend, um, just about like her community that she has in her church and her and her husband last year went through just like such a hard, uh, geez, I think it was like five or six months, four or five, Mm -hmm. I don't know, somewhere between the span of like four to six months, um, where they went into labor really early with their twin girls and then lived in the hospital for about four or five months. And I was just talking to her about the community that she has at her church. And she was just saying, she's like, we never would have made it through without our church community. She's like, obviously it was incredible to have people visit us at the hospital, to know that people are praying for us, but like to have the church body willingly and like knowingly wrapping their arms around you and to be just like so surrounded and uplifted in prayers. Like she's like, we truly felt a difference in it. Like we never could have made it financially nor like with the different things that were going on at their house that they couldn't be present at because the girls are in the hospital. Um, and it's just so important. Like I, I truly can't emphasize it enough. I feel like my relationship with God is so similar to yours, Jerica growing up where it was like so individual and I didn't understand like the importance of community until I realized like, Oh my gosh, I haven't had anyone like correcting my faith or even to ask questions to. So I've been the only one informing those thoughts. And like, I've gone so far off the path that God had for me because my thoughts are fleshly. Like my, I'm imperfect. And if I don't have people that are giving me different perspectives or pointing me to the actual word or giving me different references that support, um, maybe things that I don't understand, like how am I supposed to be continuing to refine my faith? Like it truly goes back to the whole like iron sharp sharpening iron thing. Um, yeah, it's just wild. Community is so, so important. Yeah. Um, I always like I'm reminded too about, you know, even Jesus, like when he came down and he was, you know, he was flesh and bone and skin, just like we were. Yeah. We are. And something that I'm always reminded of is like, Jesus, he could have come down and do it all himself, right? Yeah. He's, you know, he is God. He's powerful. He's all-knowing. Everything listens to him. Like, he could have commanded us to be like, yes, you are Jesus. Like, you are the son of God. But he gave us free will. And he came down so humbly. And he, even being Jesus, he said, I I could do this without community, but I don't want to. He went out and he found 12 men, 12 friends, like that ended up becoming, you know, so close that they were family. They did everything together um, to go on that journey with him because he needed them just as much as they needed him. Yeah. And so, you know, if if Jesus can even humble himself and be like, I need community, so can we, you know? It's so true. When I was even thinking about... um just like this podcast in specific um, today, as I was reflecting and praying over what we would talk about. And 
I started reading this book. It's called Outdated. It's like by Jonathan Paluka. I think I said that right. I'm not sure. But I loved it because in the um, like forward at the very end, he's like, I really encourage you to read this book alongside friends of yours. And he's like, because there are going to be things that come up that you're going to have questions about. There's going to be things that come up that maybe you're challenged in or you're like, wow, like I feel really convicted about this. And so like for this podcast too, like obviously like Jerica said, it's going to be interactive and like there will be girls that are able to join or different people on each week. But I think it's such a cool opportunity too, to be like, Hey, like I'm going to text three of my friends and we're going to get together and we're going to listen to this podcast. And then we're going to discuss our thoughts about the chapters and verses that were read, or I'm going to text my long distance Mm -hmm. best friend and we're both going to listen to it and then FaceTime and talk about it. Just because like, I think sometimes we think the only way we can have community is, um, through like a church or through, um, like a Bible study or a small group. And those are such great sources of community and so important. Like do not think I'm saying like, mm-hmm. oh, dip your community. Like, no, those are so important. <laughs> like those yeah. have changed my life. But like, there's also ways that you can go deeper with this. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, what's just stuck out to me so much about Jerrica's heart for this podcast and how it's changing is that she wants to go deeper in community. She wants to take it another step. Like, okay, podcasts are amazing, but like, let's take it one step further. And like, let's actually make it a community, not just something that you feel like you're listening to and maybe taking notes on and that's it. Like, yeah. I just think it's such a cool opportunity to um, take, like, your heart for community and your friendships and be like, okay, let's dive deeper. So, I don't know. Yeah. I just have been thinking that's so cool all day while I've been reflecting on this. Like, you were just saying that's that's the entire point of this podcast and what, you know, I feel like is really being – what Jesus is really calling this podcast to become is – in that way of it being interactive, like allowing a space where normal everyday girls, I was talking to you about this earlier, like just normal everyday girls like us, truly you and I, there's, there's nothing that makes us, you know, different or special to be able to come on to something like this and talk about Jesus and to spread the word. There's nothing at all that makes us different. Everyone is able to do this and something that just like spoke to me and really like made me want to do something like this was at church we had our pastor speaking about how everybody should be an influencer for Christ like we're in such a day and age right now where there's so many influencers for different things there's makeup there's clothing there's lifestyle fitness whatever it is there's even like christian influencers and those are people like influencers. That word pretty much correlates to if you have that blue check mark next to your name, right? On yeah. TikTok or on Instagram. If you have 100K plus followers and brand deals and all of these things, but that's none of those are requirements to be truly what an influencer means. And that is to influence people, right? In a positive way, hopefully. And so that's what I feel like this podcast is really bringing to the table is an opportunity for everyday average girls if you have 50 followers 100 you know 550 k however many you have like just you can be a part of this you know and you can just come on and um have a good time and just talk about jesus and encourage others you know and 
um, that is the goal is I just want this to spread far and wide and for it to be used for um, the good of God's kingdom and just an opportunity and an outlet for everyday people to just come on and have a great conversation and um, just spread the good news, spread the love of Jesus. So that's the whole goal. And I'm just so excited. Like, I feel like God is going to move so much through this and it's just going to be amazing. And even like we were talking about girls can come on here and share this with their friends and be like, I was on this podcast, like go listen to it. And then maybe they'll want to come on or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just like it spreads like it's a domino effect where it's just going to reach so many people and it's going to be so good. And I'm so excited. But um I have a couple verses about community um, that I just, I just love. And I feel like one of my favorite verses and it, it doesn't, isn't necessarily just about community, but um, I love like the parable of the sower. Mm. And um, so if you guys are watching, listening, whatever it may be, crack open those Bibles. It's Bible study time. Uh, so the parable of the sower is honestly one of my favorites. And so you'll find it in a couple places, but I'm reading it out of Mark four and starting at about Mark four, three. So it says, listen, consider the sower who went out to sow as he sowed. Some of the seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it did not produce fruit. Still other seed fell on ground, and it grew up producing fruit and increasing thirty, sixty, and hundred times. Then he said, Let anyone who has ears listen." So I just love this parable because I feel like it really just speaks about the importance of our environment and of the community that we surround ourselves with, especially as new believers, right? And Mm -hmm. because like what a seed is, is it's that beginning of becoming a believer and giving your life to Christ and truly your environment and people who you surround yourself with will make or break like it says in this parable like if you know the seed fell among the thorns and it was choked before it even had the chance to grow so that's you know surrounding yourself with people who who aren't believers maybe and who don't understand why you know you're putting your faith in jesus but then it says like some of it fell on good ground and that good ground is like going to church on Sundays, finding that community, listening to podcasts like this, being a part of them, that's good ground. And when you fall on that ground, that's when your fruit can increase 30, 60, and hundreds of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And like, I don't know, I love how you reference like the good ground to being um, just like the different things that you allow to hold weight and hold like meaning and um just priority in your life I feel like something that's been so evident to me is just like the daily fight to get in your bible and get in your word um 
and just like, I think it's so sweet how through this podcast, like it'll be directly relating back to the word and just discussing the word because truly that is the closest way you can get to knowing the character of God and the heart of God is like getting to know his word and getting to know and love his people. Um, and it's such a cool crossover of the two. So good. Do you have any verses that you wanted to share on, um, on community? Yeah. Um, so Acts two forty two through 47 is like one, um, that honestly kind of was very new to me this past year. I feel like I, I think it was maybe a sermon I went, I, I went and listened to, or maybe a podcast, um, where they brought this up and I was just kind of rocked by like this vision of community. It says, um, so Acts two forty two, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in the homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Um, I feel like something that God has like just brought to my attention time and time again is the importance of um, sharing a meal and sharing in just like at the table with fellow believers and inviting people to the table. And I was even thinking with this podcast, I'm like, how cool would it be if some of the girls that listen to this podcast were to call up some of their friends and be like, Hey, like every time this podcast releases, like let's plan a night. We're like, Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh my <laughs> but, but I swear these were not made for my ears. Like they just don't fit well, but <laughs> Anyways, going back to that, it's like, how cool would it be if they're like, hey, every time one of these podcasts comes out, like we're going to come over to one of our houses and make a meal together, like sharing communion with one another, like pray over one another, um, talk about maybe things we're going through, and then listen to this podcast and really dive deep into the word together. Um, I just think it's such a cool opportunity to really see like what community and what church looked like in the Bible and really come before God and ask him like, God, how can I um, reflect this in my life? How can I replicate this in my life in a way that I know honors you because it's in your word? Um, Just so beautiful too. And like the way that they, it says they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And it just reminds me so much of the verse that talks about um, where two or more are gathered. Um, There I will also be. And just the like power in community, like how much more powerful does it feel to have people lay hands on you and pray over you than to just sit there and pray by yourself. And like, given like that doesn't defeat the importance or um, I don't even know, like belittle the importance of praying on your own, but like, it just, it hits different when you've got a community of people who are saying, no, I want to believe in this for you and with you too. So I don't know. I love those verses. That is so crazy that you say that because those were my next two that I had bookmarked. Both of those. No like, way. Yeah, oh my gosh. That two. is crazy. That is so crazy. Like I literally have it right here highlighted Acts 2. Um, I highlighted where it says every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from the house, from, um, from house to house, ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. 
That is crazy. And then I also had bookmarked um, Matthew 18 verses 19 through 20, where it says, truly, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name. I am among them. Oh, I love it. So good. That's so like crazy. Affirmation. Yeah, I know that we bookmarked the same exact ones. Um, I I just love the visual that, especially like Acts 2 verses four, uh, 46 through um, 47 paint about breaking the bread with people. Like you were just saying like, um, you know, that can mean two things. It can mean physically meeting together for a meal and, you know, with, with community or whoever it may be, or it can mean like the theoretical idea of bread, you know, um, Mm -hmm. because Jesus says that he is, you know, his, his words is our, our daily bread. His words are a meal for us to eat and to be full on. And that is why a lot of people practice fasting with their faith as well fasting Mm -hmm. from food because truly like I mean yes we do need food we do need water but um Jesus his words are 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 also our food um and they feed us in different ways than like a physical and I think that I had something bookmarked let me see yes um, Matthew four, when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, um, mm-hmm. by Satan, when he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, it says, um, that Jesus or that Satan said, um, so this is after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Could you imagine the hunger that, that Jesus was yeah. feeling? Because he was, he was a man, he was flesh and blood, just like we are. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I get hangry after like four hours of not eating. I can't, I can't even imagine 40 days and 40 nights. Um, but this says the temptation of Jesus in Matthew four, um, verse three, it says, then the temp tempter approached him, which is another name for the enemy for Satan and said, if you are the son of God, tell those stones to become bread. Mm. And then it says, Jesus answered him. It is written, man must not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I had that bookmarked for like the importance of the word, but I feel like that's tying in so beautifully with Acts too. Yeah. Um, just about, you know, that breaking bread with community can mean two things. It can mean, you know, gathering in a house and having a meal together. Jesus loved to do that with his disciples and with people who weren't even his disciples. You know, I, I can't remember where it is, but I know it's in the gospels, um, in a couple places where Jesus was having dinner with his disciples and with many like, you know, tax collectors and, um, people who had been possessed by demons and, this was at Matthew's house after Matthew was called and the Pharisees and the scribes, you know, happened to stop by because they were just obsessed with Jesus and they were watching him and they were criticizing him. And they asked, they were like, they were like, why are you eating among these people? Like, what's wrong with you? These are not good people. They're the tax collectors, you know, they're, 
um, kind of outcasts from society. And Jesus said, I did not come for the perfect people. I came to eat with the sinners. Yeah. He came for the sinners, you know, like there would be no point in Jesus coming had we all been perfect already, you know? So it's just, it, it can be that, that reference, like Jesus loved to eat, to physically eat with people and to, and to share bread that way. But it's also sharing the word of God with community as well. That feeds your soul. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. That vision of community is just so beautiful. I feel like I always come back to this when I'm just like meditating on what God truly intends for community and just being a part of a body with other people. All right. I think I have, yeah, one more for, for mine, for community. This is just a cute little Proverbs. It's Proverbs 27, um, verse nine. It says, oil and incense bring joy to the heart and the sweetness of a friend is better than self-counsel. So that's such an interesting wording of it too. What part? You know, when it, sorry, what, will you tell me again what proverb it was? Yeah. Proverbs 27 verse nine. Okay. 27 verse nine. I'm such a like visual learner. Where, yeah. Like if I don't have it in front of me, I can't speak on it. No. And definitely with the Bible too. It's like, I need to be reading this because it gets a little confusing. <laughs> so mine says, cause I, I think mine, geez, Louise, NIV. So that's what mine is, but okay. Um, it's perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. And remind me what yours said, like the last line. Yeah. The sweetness of a friend is better than self-counsel. And see, I feel like that's such an interesting wording because like that just emphasizes the importance of community itself. We're like the sweetness of someone's words to you always hit so much deeper and so much more profoundly than any like wisdom I could offer myself. Yeah. Like even like think about moments in your life where like you've really struggled or like, let's say you messed up, like even just having your mom or your dad or like someone you admire be like, Hey, it's okay. Like, I love you. Like that, even though I know that, like, I know my mom and dad love me despite my mistakes, like hearing it just hits so much more different than just knowing it. Or, like, even in situations where, like, maybe I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I don't really believe this because the enemy's feeding me lies. How much more, um, like, sweeter is the advice of a friend and the truth of a friend who's, like, setting those lies, like, apart and being like, no, that's not the truth for you. Like, that's not God's truth for you. It's just so sweet. I know. I love this one. Short and sweet. So good. Proverbs are just good. I know they're really convicting though like I feel like if I if I read them a lot of the time I'm like whoops called out a little bit um yeah I mean that's all that I have bookmarked but I just wanted to pull like I think we both just wanted to pull a couple of examples um from the word about why community is so important because we could talk about why community is so important until we're blue in the face but truly like all that matters is what this book says uh because like meg was saying like you were just saying earlier on the word of god is true yesterday today and tomorrow it is applicable at all times like 
that is something that I just do not agree with when people in our generation really like to argue that, um, you know, what the Bible says is irrelevant because this was 2000 years ago, you know, or, or more, even if we're talking about the old Testament, I'm just like, no though, because it says so many times that like the word of God will never change. And he truly foresaw like everything and everything that's in here is still ringing true today. And it's still things that we can, you know, take away and learn from. And so, yeah, I just encourage you guys to get into community and put yourself out there. Come on to this podcast. I mean, I'm I'm really trying to recruit people here, but seriously, like just, just come on, be a part of it. Like you don't have to be, you know, like even the best public speaker or anything, like just take a chance. Come on, let the Holy Spirit um, guide the conversation and, you know, just, just be a part of it because I, it's going to be so much fun. Right. Are you having fun, Meg? (laughs) Yes, I am. I, I truly could not agree more. I, so I've been reading through like the Bible recap. So going through the Bible in a year and I think it was two days ago, we were reading through Exodus um, about the part where God just calls Moses to speak to Pharaoh, to speak to the Israelites. And all Moses can see is his inability to speak eloquently. And God gets so frustrated with him. He's like, Moses, like, I'm going to give you my words. Like, these will be my words through you to my people. Like, it's not even you. So I just want to encourage anyone who's sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, I could never speak. Like, I'm not well-spoken, I stutter, or like I have a hard time processing my thoughts, or maybe I even struggle with um, ADHD or anxiety. Um, That is truly like Satan trying to withhold something good to you. Um, I used to really struggle with um, just being able to compose my thoughts, and also sometimes I would trip up on my words. And I remember asking a friend of mine after like getting to know her better and hearing her speak, just literally just to me, not even like in public settings. And I was like, Julia, like, how do you speak how you speak? Like, is there a dictionary I can buy? Like, (laughs) I literally just want, I want to know how to speak how you do. And like, you're just so well-spoken. And she said, Meg, like, I just pray over my words. I pray that they would be seasoned with salt and light. I pray that God would allow my words to be a blessing to every ear that hears them and heart that receives them. And I just pray that um, the words that I speak would fall upon like a softened heart. And so truly just know, like, if you pray those prayers, like, those are gifts God wants to invite you into. And even so, like, as you're listening to these podcasts, like, it's such a beautiful invitation to invite God into it and be like, okay, God, like, maybe something Meg said or Jerica said or someone else said, like, is kind of, like, hard for me to fathom or wrap my head around. Like, will you just offer me discernment in that? And, like, God will be your truest indicator of his word, like, go back to the word when you have questions, go back to the word when something doesn't sit right with you or when something's confusing or you're doubtful of something like there's so much truth in this and there's so much that God wants to speak to you. You just only have to listen and like open up your heart and your ears to receive it and hear it. So yeah, I think as you like listen to this podcast, like just keep in mind that like these, there's going to be different perspectives that people have on verses and like, that's okay because God speaks to each of us differently. And like, if there's two conflicting opinions and you're like, this doesn't really match up. Like you then have the opportunity to step before God in the throne room and say, God, will you just lead my heart to where yours lays? And like, he will align your heart with the truth regardless. So 
I don't know. We obviously I know Jerica is so, so prayerful about all the words she says, and every single person who on this podcast will be as well. But I think it's just such a good reminder of like that's why community is so important because we can point out different perspectives and different aspects of God's word that we may not have seen right away. And even if those conflict, we then have the opportunity to present them to God too. Yeah. Just like to wrap it up on community, at least like having people to lean on and to give you wisdom, even like it's okay if you're not, you know, the most biblically correct person in the room and, you know, you haven't read the entire Bible, you're still worthy of having community and going to church. Mm-hmm. And you might feel like you were saying, like how Moses felt silly. He was like, I can't, what yeah. do you mean? I I can't go up to Pharaoh and ask him to, to release us. Like, I can't do that. Are you crazy? Yes. And God was still calling him despite that. God calls all of us to take part in this beautiful body of Christ that we all have access to no matter, you know, what limitations you think you have because Mm -hmm. God can take your limitations and turn them into something so beautiful. And, and so I just encourage you, like, even if you feel like you aren't the most knowledgeable, you aren't the most, you know, well-spoken person in the room, like still just, you know, do it. Just do it because like there will be people who can just bestow upon you just great wisdom and you can learn so much and just you you don't know the impact that you can have on people's lives even if you yeah. feel silly doing it. Like truly like you were just talking about with planting, you know, your little Bible studies all around the country. You didn't feel worthy to do that when you were called mm-hmm. to do it. But look at, you know, what what has come of it. You know, like God can take those limitations and turn them into something so purposeful. And so that's why we just encourage you be a part of this, find a small group, you know, whatever it is, even if you, you know, don't have a church nearby you, because that's also another reason why I really want to do this. I know a lot of people like their churches don't offer community. You know, we're very fortunate to be a part of churches that, that have those opportunities And so if your church doesn't do anything like that, maybe you can start like a watch party with this podcast. Totally. Like Meg was saying, you know, have people bring appetizers, sit down, turn this on YouTube, open your Bibles, be in community. And then once it's over, you guys talk about the verses, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's not you physically coming on the podcast, like just use it, you know, and, and form that community because it is so important in your walk with Christ, truly to have people who support you and can give you wisdom and, um, you know, just get you through those wilderness seasons in life. That's what you need. Um, should we get into talking a little bit about why the word is so important? Yes, I would love to. Cause that's the other half of a Bible study. So Bible study, you really need community (laughs) and the word, (laughs) both very crucial, both very crucial things. Um, so I love Psalm 119. Uh, this is a very long Psalm, uh, but it's Psalm 119 starting at um, 97 through 105. Mm-hmm. So it says, um, how I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. 
Your command makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, because your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than my elders, because I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path to follow your word. I have not turned from your judgments, for you yourself have instructed me. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Wow. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I love this one. Mm. Um, I just love this final little verse where it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Truly, like, the word of God, it's... It's crazy how it changes your life and how you walk and just things that you do in your everyday life because in church this weekend, the pastor was speaking on some statistics. I I can't remember. I don't want to say anything wrong, but the statistics were staggering. Like it's something so small as picking up your Bible and reading a little bit of this that truly changes how your life, how you live your life, how you walk in your life. And so when we think about his word as illuminating our path, think about like, you know, I'm in Arizona right now. And when I'm on a hike, I I don't really want to go on a hike at night because I don't know if there's spiders, scorpions, rattlesnakes in my path because I can't see, you know, and that's taking this literally. But think about if you're walking on a path and you could literally hold your Bible out and it could be like a flashlight on the path. That's how it is when you read this every single day or you dive into the word regularly and you start applying it to your life. There's, you know, you're less likely to stumble on fallen rock or um, get bitten by snakes, uh, stung by scorpions because you can see God illuminates your path for you when you start diving into this every single day. And it's just so important. Like it might seem boring, but I'm telling you guys like this book is actually pretty juicy, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually pretty entertained most of the time that I'm reading this book. Yeah, I literally used to think I would I would hear people talk about um, like reading the Bible. They're like, yeah, I just love reading my Bible so much. It's so fun. And I I genuinely and this is not like to be mean, but I this is genuinely what I thought. I'd be like, you're lying. Like you're lying. There's no way you have fun reading this. I know I used to be the same. Yeah, like, I was just like, there's no way these people are telling the truth, because, like, I've tried, and I don't feel this way, and I really felt like when I came um, to the Word for the first time in 2020, and was truly, like, at the end of myself, and was like, all right, God, like, I'll see what you have to say, and truly surrendered, like, any expectations, or um, just any, like, honestly, judgments I had, was when I fully was able to see, like, oh my gosh, God, this is so good. I can't believe this is how you think of me or this is how you speak to me. And I really want to encourage you, like if you're coming to the Bible and you're like, God, like it literally sounds like you don't want me to have fun. It sounds like you are trying to prevent me from like being a part of like these friendships or like the things that the world tells me. Um, I really want to encourage you to just know and rest in the fact that every single word that's spoken in this Bible um, and every single thing that God does um, is rooted in love. So, like, if you see anger in the Bible from God, it's rooted in, like, his 
outpouring in undying love for you because like someone who loves you that much would be obviously angry at anything that you chose that was not loving towards yourself yeah um and I feel like that's helped just characterize so much of the word that I used to struggle with where I would like see it as like God just gave me all these rules and if I didn't follow these rules it meant he didn't love me when that's clearly the opposite from the truth like these are his laws because he loves us so much that he knows if we follow these we'll be in such a better place to not only love him but also love ourselves in the way that he's called us to and love the people around us too um i love how in psalm 119 a couple verses after 105 and 112 it says my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end and um something that i found as i've grown closer with god is that obedience for me is no longer a desire to just like feel like I have God's approval, but it's an outpouring of like my love for God. Like I desire to be obedient because I love God so much that like my heart hurts to think about falling outside his will or falling outside of um, his paths of obedience. And I just think it's so indicative of um, just his character, like to provide this law for us and like to truly encourage us to make it the light to our path because you're so right, Jerrica, like it really will show us um, the different temptations and the different sins that Satan has put in our paths that seem like good things, but aren't good things. Um, and I even think back to that, those verses that you were reading about Jesus being tempted during the 40 days, um, by Satan, because it's like, if we learn anything from those verses, it's that Satan knows the word of God. Yeah. So it's like, geez, if I don't even know the word of God, like, how am I going to be able to defend myself from Satan? Like, Uh, It's just, it's such a powerful tool. Like it talks about in the armor of God, like the word being a sword and being our weapon and how being anchored in the Bible and like knowing these verses and like wearing them on your sleeve um, daily and just like knowing them and like writing them on your heart is just of such great importance because like when the enemy goes to strike, like you will have the word as a sword, like ready. Yep. I feel like anxiety, that's been like such a big thing for me too. Oh, yeah, because you can speak the word of God into your life with authority. When Jesus died Mm -hmm. for us and gave us the Holy Spirit, he gave us that authority over the enemy and like anxiety, depression, stress, um, you know, all of those doubts that you have about yourself, whatever it may be, everything with mental health, um, that is not from God. Because God is love, right? Like Meg was just saying, those things are from the enemy trying to tear you down, trying to question yourself so that you're falling away from God and what his will is for your life, his plan. And when you, you know, accept the Holy Spirit into your life, you accept that Jesus died for you and you become saved, you now have the ability and the power to truly speak the word against the enemy. And he cannot, he can't argue it because he's under God's foot as well. And like you were saying in the, um, the temptation story, oh, where was that again? I had that bookmarked, I believe. I think it was in Matthew, right? Yeah. Matthew or Mark? Let's see. Mm. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I swear I just had it bookmarked because I was reading it. Well, I I don't know exactly. I can't find it, but, um, I, 
you know, I just read a little bit of that when um, Satan was, uh, he's called the tempter in this, in this case, he was tempting Jesus because Jesus was very hungry. And he was saying, you know, if you are the son of God, prove it, you know, turn those stones into loaves of bread. And instead of giving into that temptation, um, Jesus said, you know, it, it said that man is to live on the words of God, right? Not to rely on food or whatever. And, you know, there's many other times in that verse where Satan tries to tempt him, where he says, you know, jump from this cliff and grow wings and fly if you're the son of God. And um, Jesus, again, pushes the enemy away by using scripture. And that is truly the best way to fight against the tactics that the enemy uses is to use scripture against him because there's there's no denying what's written here. Like we said, it's the same yeah. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He cannot argue it. And you have that authority through Jesus Christ to speak against the enemy. It's so, so. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. Even that last line where it says like, um, oh, what was it? It's like, we are called to like live on the word of God alone, not bread. I actually Just found like, it, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Like, I feel like it's just so beautiful how both those verses tie into the aspect of community and of the word. And like, yep, I don't know. It's just, and I feel like that's another example of community that's so good is like to have people that push you in the direction of God's truth in those times of struggle and those seasons of difficulty uh, is just so good. And like, when I reflect on moments where like my anxiety is debilitating or I feel like I've had so many lies from Satan, like just entering my thoughts. Um, It's been so beautiful to have like the word of God just at my, um, at my arm's length, like just, or not arm's length, within arm's reach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also like memorization, like scripture memorization is so powerful because like in those moments where I feel like Satan is tempting me to be deceived, to doubt, um, to be like disheveled or to be depressed. Like I really have the opportunity to stop and say like, wait, does this align with God's truth? And I feel like scripture will just seamlessly flow to my mind and be like, no, like God says X, Y, and Z about you. No, God says that like Satan is a liar and that God offers you the truth, the way and the life. And it's like, oh, it's just so good. Yeah. This is the last thing that I'll say about the temptation of Jesus story, but like like you were saying how it has a little bit about the important well a lot about the importance of God word, but then also like is a testament of why community is so important. Something I want to bring everyone's attention to is notice how when the tempter, when Satan is coming after Jesus in these verses, Jesus has been alone for forty days and forty nights in the wilderness. Yeah. And this is truly when we're at our weakest, when we are alone. We have nobody there to be our community, to rely on, to fall back on. Jesus was completely alone. And that is when Satan, the enemy, the tempter, came to try to destroy him when he was alone. You know, and that just speaks to how Satan wants us. Satan's favorite number is one. He wants us to be alone because that's when we're easy pickings. When you have that community around you, that is when it gets a little bit harder for Satan to really get into your life and mess with you. Yeah. It's so true. And I honestly feel like the ways that God has reminded me of his truth the most is when like I'll stumble across a verse that like maybe I haven't thought of in a while or just like hits different when I read it. 
And then it comes up over and over and over again through other people bringing it up to me or like posting it or like a pastor saying it in a sermon or someone praying it over me. And I'm like, dang, like it means so much more when like that verse has continued to be brought up over and over again by the community that I'm surrounded with, because it's just a continuous affirmation of like the fact that God is speaking to me through that word. And like, that's his promise for me in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next little thing about the word, it's, it's very short and sweet. It's John one, one, a lot of us know this one, uh, where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm. So this, like, this is not just, you know, the ramblings of, of, you know, crazy people in here that just decided to pick up a pen one day and write. Um, Mm. it's saying that the word is literally God. And that is how important and, you know, this is this is why we should treat this book right here more important than anything, any of our possessions, because we are so blessed to have this at um, in arm's reach and at our fingertips, at our disposal. A lot of people don't get that. Um, uh, what's the word? A lot of people don't have that luxury to be able to freely read this book. And um, this is saying that this book right here in, in our hands is is God. And, yeah. and we should treat it with the respect that we would treat God. So that's another reason why the word is so important. It's so true. I'm trying to find, um, one sec, I'm just going back to Psalm 119. How you had said, um, uh, it says, okay, Psalm one nineteen one o five. like you had said, it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And then it's so funny because in first John that you were just, or not in first John, in John one that you were just talking about in John one five, it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And obviously like the light is so often in the Bible, obviously a reference for Jesus. But yeah. like, if you go back to that verse, like it also alludes to the word being a light. So it's like, Literally saying, like, the word shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. Mm-hmm. So good. God's just wrapping everything up in a nice I know. today. He really is. He really is. Um, the last thing that I have on the word of God, obviously there's so many more, but this could literally be six hours long, like, no problem. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews um, 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and effective. And sharper than any double-edged sword. Sword? Hello? Sword? (laughs) Sword. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. That's good. That is so good. Did you have any verses that like really spoke to you? Honestly, I feel like it's very similar to the last time of us diving into the Bible where I'm like, yeah, you pretty much hit every verse I thought of. Wow. God is good. God is good. It is so good. And it's like, I don't know. I think so often we can really say to ourselves like, and honestly, this is just a lie of the enemy where it's like, oh, Meg, like what you're going through right now, like, there's nothing in the Bible that really applies to that, or, like, especially when it comes to, like, dating, or just, like, little simple, 
problems that we have in our day-to-day lives. But I truly promise you, like, if you go and open your word, like, there is something for every single circumstance. Like, gosh, it's just so good. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. And that's what I'm so excited for, too, is um, a lot of people, when I've told them about this idea, they're like, won't you run out of things to talk about? Or, you know, like, how is that going to be relatable? But truly, like, any of these verses, you can open up this Bible and read anything, any story, any verse, whatever, and relate it to what we're going through today. Because like yeah. Hebrews 4 says, it's a living word. It's you so know? true. God, but it's even like a playbook for life. He left us this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... So I had mentioned a little bit earlier about how I'm going through the Bible and like reading it in a year. And I read it for the first time all the way through like 2020 through 2021. Um, And it's just so funny because I keep having this thought where like while I'm reading it the second time through, obviously, and like it's not even like I didn't read it in that year in between. Like I totally was reading the Bible in 2023, Um, just not like in a consistent all the way through method. But it's crazy because the amount of times I have thought if someone was to say these words to me and say, is that in the Bible? I would have said no. And so it's like funny that your eyes can literally fall on every single word, but in different seasons and in different times of your life, like God can make it come alive to you in a way that you never saw it before. And it's just, it's almost sweet, like how God will allow us to almost be blind to some words meaning or like even like in song lyrics, I felt this too with like worship music where I'll have sang the same song a thousand times or the same verse a thousand times but then it just takes like being in a certain spot in my life to read it and it come alive before me in a way that I've never encountered before and so that's where it's like there is just such an importance of continuing to come back to the word like I remember seasons where like I would read the bible and be like oh like I just don't feel like alive when I'm reading this like I don't feel like I'm learning anything about God I don't feel like God's saying anything to me but like In those moments, like, I just encourage you to, like, continue to push through because there's always something that God wants to show you in it, whether it's perseverance and just devotion to his word. And he's like, I just want to see if you'll be faithful and steward this season well, where you feel like you're not hearing me speak so that, like, I can be even more faithful to you in the seasons where I am speaking because you'll have this to back you up. And, like, I always reflect on, it's Sadie Robertson who talks about this season of her life where... I think she would get up every morning at like maybe like 5 a.m. or like 4 a.m., like something crazy that she typically would not do and read the Bible for like two hours every day. And she said she was so frustrated because she's like, God, I have given you this season of my life, like these two months, three months to read the Bible at this consistency, like so early in the morning. And I feel like you're not even here with me. Like, I feel like I'm just reading it and like I'm alone in it. And she said she was so frustrated, but she just stuck to it, like went through it finished out like that two or three months of like waking up every morning and doing that. And maybe like a year later, a couple months later, she had spoken at like a women's conference and she realized that every single sermon she preached was from the notes she had taken during that season of just resting in God's word where she thought God had literally not spoken at all. And so it's like, dang, even in those moments where you're like, this feels like work, God, like this feels like I'm literally 
picking putting my boots on like picking up I don't even know what yeah. like pulling up your britches or whatever <laughs> I am so bad with like metaphors because I can I, never get them right <laughs> whatever you just keep trying though just keep trying pulling up by your bootstraps that's what I was going for yeah but it's like in those moments where I'm really like pulling everything I have together to get in the word like yeah that's really where God's waiting for us and if you don't see the fruit of that now like Who's to say you won't see it later? Who's to say you won't even just see it in heaven? And like, that's more than enough. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. God is just so faithful um, Amen. to those that's who are good. faithful to him. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, did you have anything else to say as far as like community, the word before we start wrapping up today's episode? I don't think so. I, I really, um, Honestly, something that someone once told me when it came to community was, um, I guess, two things. The best thing you can ever give someone is your friends. So if you know someone that's struggling with friendships or struggling with community, um, any lie from the enemy that's telling you, like, they're going to become better friends with your friends or, like, maybe they won't understand the Bible as much because they're not as in tune with the spirit or they're just not at that place in their walk. Like that's just a lie. Like truly the greatest gift you can offer someone is community. And like, so if there's someone in your community or someone, you know, or just met, like don't be afraid to ask them and invite them into yours. Um, And at the same time, almost from the opposite perspective, like if you are looking for community, um, oftentimes when we're praying something, um, God will give us, an opportunity to partner with him, like with the walls of Jericho, like God is the one who ultimately brought down the whole city. But at the same time, he still gave the Israelites an opportunity to partner with him in marching around the walls. And so if you're praying for something, like there's also always a way you can contend for it in the realistic world while God is contending for it in the spiritual realm. Um, So whether that looks like starting your own group and inviting girls that you barely know to listen to this podcast with you, or whether that looks like coming on the podcast and having that virtual community, or whether that looks like literally messaging a girl on Instagram where you're like, dang, like I love the way she posts about Jesus. Or like, I just feel like God's put a nudge on my heart to be her friend or just to reach out to her or ask her to grab coffee or ask her to FaceTime. Like, honestly, go for it. Like you can't lose. Like, and what, you do as like an act of faith, like even if it doesn't transpire into something that you can tangibly see the fruit of, like God sees that and he'll honor that. And it's just a further, um, a further step of faith that God can really identify as like, dang, like Meg really believes that I'm going to do this. And like, now she's contending for it. Like I see that and I'll not only remember that, but I'm going to reward it. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I I feel like that wrapped up the episode beautifully. Um, again, just like want to encourage everyone who's listening to this episode, like do what Meg did. Take a leap. Come on, be a guest. Um, have a conversation with me. And I think that it's just going to be so good and that God is going to work through it. So um, I'm so glad that you were the first guest and that you came on. It was amazing. I feel like God really um, led this conversation and I think it's going to touch a lot of people and I'm just excited to see like the fruit that this episode bears. Um, Really quickly before we close out, 
I forgot to ask you in the beginning. I ask everyone, um, what is a way that you saw Jesus this week? Okay, so I got a parking ticket because I was <laughs> I I was in um, Adrian, Michigan, visiting one of my best friends for a Bible study. And I've literally been there so many times for this Bible study and like to visit her and I got a parking ticket. And it was one of those weird ones where it's like, I literally got the ticket for parking on that road from three to 6 a.m. because I'd spent the night there. And so I got the ticket at 4 a.m. And I was like, what even is this rule? Like, what's the point of this rule? Like, I don't get this. But because Adrian's such a small town, I had to go in person to the police station to pay it in cash. And, like, I had to pay it within 48 hours. Otherwise, like, it continues to go up. So, like, I had no other option but to just drive there as soon as, like, before I left. Um, So I went, and the woman that was on the phone with me was, like, kind of giving me a little hard time. I was like, ooh, like, this is not fun. Like, I already got a ticket. Like, this is not super fun. But I went to the office, and she was just, like, a hoot. She was so kind and so sweet. And so she was asking me, she's like, did you not know about this rule? And I'm like, no, like, I'm not from here. I'm from Holland and like came for this Bible study. And she's like, oh, a Bible study. I was like, yeah, like it's through Storehouse Church in Adrian. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but like, it's a great church. And she's like, oh my gosh, where is it? Like, just start asking me all these questions. And it was just like a really cool way that, cause I literally, from the moment I got it, I was like, all right, God, how do you want to use this? Like, how do you want to use it? Cause like, he'll use it. You will. And he did, like, literally right off the bat, I, like, ended up giving her the address. Like, I called her again later and just, like, told her how much I appreciated how kind she was. Um, And she's like, I'm going to check out that church. Like, I'm going to look for it. So it was just kind of a reminder that, like, so often, like, God will use, like, certain instances in your life that you feel like are inconvenient and interruptions just to, like, have his will and his way and, like, you just look at the ministry of Jesus and so many of the instances in which Jesus performed his greatest miracles were interruptions. And I, even this morning was thinking about, um, as I was reading in Exodus about Pharaoh hardening his heart, um, to God and how it like, I'm sure from Moses perspective, he was like, what the heck God, like, this is just making it harder for me. Like the Israelites are probably getting mad at me. Um, but I was thinking, even thinking about it, I'm like, dang, like, had God not hardened the heart of the person that gave me the ticket? Because they typically don't even ticket for this rule. Like, that's why Gabby, like, let me park on the street. Because she's like, I haven't even heard of this. Like, they usually don't do this. Wow. But, like, had he not hardened the heart of the person who gave me the ticket, like, I never would have had the opportunity to, like, speak to that woman and invite her to church yeah. in the same way that, like, had God not hardened Pharaoh's heart, like he wouldn't have been able to show Pharaoh, like I'm going to disprove every single one of your gods in yep. the different plagues I send. So I thought that was super That's cool. That's so good. I love that. Yes. That's such a good, such a good story. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I think everyone listening appreciates it because you're just incredible. You're a light mm-hmm. and I hope that you come on again later Thank you. Later on down the road. Um, I think that'd be amazing. You're so kind. Well, I'm so honored to be here and just so for everything that you guys are doing on here. Well, we really appreciate it. We love you so much, Meg, and um, hope to have you on again soon.
Yes. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you guys more than you can imagine. So it's been so much fun to be on here and I wish you guys all the best. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I just hope that it fed your soul, fed your spirit, um, set you a little bit on fire for Jesus today and is just a blessing in your week as you move forward from today's episode. I'm so glad that you guys got to meet Meg. She is just someone that's so inspirational to me as a Christian woman. Uh, She truly just has great morals, great values. She's so kind and she just inspires everyone that she comes across. She's so kind. I could go on and on. You guys saw it today, Um, but she's amazing. I'm so glad that she was able to be the first guest on this interactive podcast with me. Um, And I just got to share her a little bit with you guys. She's incredible. So, With that said, I wanted to kind of wrap this up and explain to you guys a little bit more about where this podcast is going in the future, how it's changing, um, and kind of like what the heck is going on. So this is now an interactive podcast. What that means is that you guys, the listeners, actually have the chance to every single week go and apply. Um, The link is in our link tree on the Instagram in the bio. Yes. Uh, so go there. It's a quick application. You guys can select a day that works best for you to record an episode with me. And you guys actually get a chance to be my co-host every single week. And I just love the idea of this because I personally believe whether you have 10 followers, a thousand you know, you don't have to have many followers. You don't have to have that blue verification check on your Instagram or your TikTok, have millions of followers, you know, um, be the beauty standard or have, you know, great public speaking. You don't need all of those things to be an influencer for Christ, okay? When you are a believer, we are all called to be influencers for Christ, to be disciples, to spread the word, to, you know, bring up community, encourage other women. Um, And that is what this podcast is aiming to do. And so I just felt such a pull from God to really just open it up and allow everyday average girls like myself to have a platform to just speak about God, the goodness of God, share the good news and um, just build each other up and encourage each other in such a beautiful and pure um, community with each other. And so that's what this is. And I encourage you guys to go sign up, even if you are like Moses and you feel like you don't have a good public speaking voice, um, you're not good enough. Like, why would you ever be able to go on a podcast? I'm telling you guys, you are, okay? There's nothing that makes me different from you to pick up this mic every single week and to talk. And I just really encourage you with everything I have, join the episode, come meet me. I want to meet you guys. I never just want to sit behind this mic and just talk at you for an hour. I want this to be interactive and for you guys to take away so much and just to be a part of this family and this sisterhood of Christ. And so I just, I just welcome you. Just come just be a part of it um even if you feel like moses like you're not good enough you are you are so special god loves you and if you're coming across this and you're feeling that pull don't deny it that's jesus tugging at your heart that's the holy spirit saying hey go do this go give this a try you never know who you can encourage um who can relate to your story and just the lives that you can touch even if it's one it's worth it so i just encourage you guys to come on just to be a part of it to put yourself out there it's going to be so much fun and i just pray and hope that whoever's listening to this right now wants to be a part of it 
cannot wait to see how God moves through this. He's going to bless it so much, you guys. I just feel it in my bones. So with that being said, I love you guys so much, of course, and I just pray over your week. I pray that you're blessed beyond belief. I pray that Jesus shows up for you in supernatural ways um, this week and that you can just grow closer to him instead of falling farther away. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I can't wait to talk to you guys next Wednesday, and I hope that you're on it with me and that you join me on this journey. It's going to be so exciting. I'm so ready for it. I love you guys so, so, so much, but more importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.